Hi, and welcome back to This is True Crime, y'all. You're coming back into a second part of a two-part episode about Ian Watkins, the lead singer of The Lost Prophets. We're still talking about mitigation, item number 20 on the judge's summary report. And now we're going to talk about these other terrible people who helped commit these crimes, the mothers of the victims. This says 20 mitigation B. You are aged 21. You have one previous conviction for an offense of fraud for which you received a suspended sentence. Apart from that, you are of good character. Call him bullshit on that. Your principal mitigation is the fact that you pleaded guilty at the first reasonable opportunity. There appears to be genuine remorse. P. You are aged 25 now and are of previous good character. Again, I don't think so. You have the mitigation of a late plea. There are signs of remorse. 21. UB and UP will hopefully mature and on your eventual release will steer clear of the corrupting influence of the likes of your Watkins. I consider that in your case B and in your case P, I can treat you as falling just short of the threshold necessary for dangerousness, and determinate sentences are appropriate. But with Watkins, that is not the case. Number 22. The sentencing guidelines Factors indicating greater culpability are the planning and its graphic detail, the deliberate targeting of vulnerable victims, the commission of offenses by two people acting together, the abuse of trust in the cases of B and P, the abuse of power in the case of Watkins, the commission of offenses whilst under the influence of drugs, Factors indicating greater harm are the fact that a baby is particularly vulnerable, in the case of Watkins, more than one victim, repeated assaults on the same victim, additional degradation through taking photos or videos as part of the offending. What is the position in relation to any harm suffered by these babies? While it is right to say there is no evidence of any residual harm, it is not possible to say what psychological harm may have been suffered or may be suffered in the future. As is pointed out in paragraph 2.10 of the PSR for B, quote, given his very young age, it is unclear what effect the abuse would have had on him. However, the child is likely to have lifelong psychological difficulties, coming to terms with the enormity of what has happened to him. Despite him being placed in long-term foster care, he will eventually learn the truth, end quote. He will learn of the abuse he was subjected to, the effects of which are significant, and we cannot and should not underestimate the effect this will have on him for the rest of his life. The statement from those who are now responsible for his care is very telling in this context. One obvious immediate consequence is that they will be deprived of the love and care of their natural mother. There is, however, disturbing evidence in respect of your daughter, P. When her hair was analyzed, 
it showed she had been exposed to methamphetamine. It is said on behalf of P that she was only exposed to methamphetamine when in company with Watkins, but it is urged that P might have gone back to her baby and somehow exposed her to it. It is not an issue which requires determination, however. The judge then goes over all of the charges, including attempted rape, sexual assault of a child under 13, six counts of taking, making, or possessing indecent images of children, and one count of possessing an extreme pornographic image involving a sex act on an animal. The judge also says, I bear in mind these were attempts and not the full offenses. Although the video shows how close to the full offenses these attempts were, there was more than one offense and they were followed by further sexual assaults. He recaps B licking her son's penis and taking photos of it. And he also charges Watkins with that same charge because he says, Watkins, in your case, you did not produce the photo, although it was taken for your benefit. He recounts what P did and her charges where she enthusiastically penetrated, and those are the words of the judge, her daughter with her finger at Watkins' behest. He goes on to talk about the lengthy and distressing Skype episode, which we have already talked about, which is just awful. Uh, He talks about how they agreed the child should be raped, how P held open her daughter's genitals so that she could take a photo of it and send it to Watkins. And then it is time for his sentencing. Ian Watkins received a 35-year sentence. He will have to serve two-thirds of his sentence before being considered for release by the parole board. He will then be on license or parole, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, uh, for six years following that. His earliest possible release from prison will be in 2036, in 14 years, when the singer is 59 years old. As we discussed earlier in the episode, The sentence for P was 17 years, and the sentence for B is 14 years. And the same rules will apply, except they will be eligible for release, get this, after serving half of their sentence. Okay, half of your sentence, 17 years, and you're going to serve eight and a half, and then you'll be eligible for parole. And then 14 years, so you're going to be eligible for parole in seven years for assaulting your own children. I, this is unbelievable. I just, I don't understand how, you know, in a couple of years, they're just going to be all better, but whatever. So what has the pedophile Ian Watkins been up to since the trial? Oh, we're going to get to that. There's been a couple of stories There are people who are visiting other inmates who have stories about him. But let's get to the first phone call that he made after he was being found guilty, where he told an unnamed person, quote, nobody was harmed. I'm not a pedophile. I'm not. You know, I pleaded guilty to avoid a trial. 
not realizing. Hang on, that makes me look a bit guilty, but I would never harm anybody. End quote. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, I can guarantee he harmed children, if not these children, other children. Just because there wasn't any evidence of, you know, him harming them further than what they had doesn't mean it didn't happen. That's the worst part about this. Everyone's acting like it never went further. But we know from the previous testimony of the young girls who he was raping and giving cocaine to and, you know, just being a scumbag that he has done this before and he would not hesitate to do it again. Okay, so, uh, I mean, this is coming from the guy who had a conversation with the female, which was played in court. The woman offered him a, quote, summer of child porn, end quote. And do you know what he replied? Hell yes, baby. And then they discussed whoring out the child and giving it crack. And let's not forget how he said it was mega lols. What a douchebag. Most Lost Prophet fans had no warning that this was going to happen and that the band would become immediately toxic overnight. Their website and social media virtually disappeared in an instant. All their records were pulled from shelves. Paving stones that had been engraved with their lyrics in their hometown were pulled up and destroyed. Tattoos that many fans had inked into their skin, however, were a different story. Fans reported that they felt disgusted and conflicted. Quote, it's hard not to think that whatever he does is cool, because I used to think that, said one 27-year-old male fan. A 15-year-old female said, I don't like him as a person, but I doubt many people do, but that doesn't change how their music sounds. It's still good. Also, P.S., it's not good. It does sound like some 2008 bullshit. I mean, the video that I watched there in the back of a trailer driving down the street singing, looking all emo and crap, and don't get me wrong, I love emo. Everyone's had their emo phase. Don't get me started on, you know... MCR and all that good stuff, but this is real douchey in my opinion. You know, take a look for yourself. You might love it. Anyway, many fans expressed sympathy for the remaining members. The remaining members of the Lost Prophets put out a statement after Watkins was arrested. And they said, many of you understandably want to know if we knew what Ian was doing. To be clear, we did not. We are heartbroken, angry, and disgusted at what has been revealed. Our hearts go out to Ian's family, the fans and friends he betrayed, and most importantly, the victims of his crimes and others like them. The band moved on and continued to make music as no devotion. Watkins counsel Sally O'Neill says the singer has since come to understand and accept his charges, saying that he is ashamed and appalled by what has happened like i give a fuck anyway oof and get this even from prison he's getting mothers of young children to become enamored by him one mother who shockingly wished to remain anonymous was told that she was blocked from contacting watkins by the ministry of justice 
A letter from the Ministry of Justice stated, Contact between yourself and Ian Watkins will cease immediately. The reason for this decision is that we believe there is potentially a serious threat towards your daughter's safety and your own well-being. Ian Watkins is a prisoner who is subject to management under the Public Protection Manual. Your contact with him must be prevented, as it is not in the best interest of your daughter, yourself, or Ian Wilkins, as it may undermine his rehabilitation. She first messaged Watkins through the email a prisoner program. Despite his crimes, she wanted to support him. She said, He's a very sick man, and I don't think he's in the right place. He needs to be in a proper hospital. I don't think his messages were inappropriate. I think he's a bit of a flirt, and it was just flirty stuff which went both ways. It was harmless. Someone reported me to the police and social services. Imagine that. I can understand why. I don't feel there was a threat personally, but I can see why they would think that and why they have to be careful. I don't condone what he did. No one could. But he was a sex addict and a drug addict and clearly suffering from delusions. He wasn't right in his mind. I know he's had a lot of fans writing to him, but a lot of them have just been trying to exploit him. Knowing him and people who knew him from before, his crimes aren't the real him. I don't think he's evil. He's someone who needs help. Oh, I'm just going to leave that one alone. And then we're going to talk about another girl. The Sun reported that a 21-year-old mother has lost custody of her 2-year-old daughter after it was revealed that Watkins was grooming her to be his next victim, y'all. Even from behind bars, he is trying to get at other people's children. Now, according to The Sun, the girl was 16 when she visited him in prison and sent him letters. Also, who is letting random 16-year-olds visit this guy? Shouldn't there be a minimum age for someone who isn't related to him? Or even someone who is, honestly. Like, let's be honest here. He used the same tactics he had previously used with mothers who were fans and tried to convince them to allow him to fondle their kids. Uh, like, are y'all just sitting there screaming, like, letters? Don't they read his fucking mail? Um, but as I have researched, they apparently do read his mail, even though prison officials noted that there was nothing untoward in the letters the two had been writing each other. Really, or were you probably asleep on the job? An acquaintance of the woman reported to the son that she wrote to Watkins, believing he was innocent and telling him there were people out there who still cared for him. Aw, no. She got a letter back saying Watkins loved her. The mother visited Watkins in prison and came back telling everyone how he was fat, with gray hair and rotting teeth. Her conversation with him was normal, right up until it wasn't, because she was shocked when he asked what she would do if her daughter, quote, came into the room during sex, end quote. She said it scared her, but insisted, I won't let my daughter near him. Then why the fuck are you there? In December, authorities visited her and took her child away, as well as her phone and laptop. 
And you would think that, you know, there would be some like admission, like, okay, I knew what I did was wrong. Maybe I should uh, stop talking to Watkins, try to get my child back. But no, even after all of this, she still visits Watkins and tells him what happens. She then returns to visit him with the ring she bought and says, we're getting married. Oh, God, you can't fix stupid, I guess. I mean, maybe it's good that kid was taken away because she has some real poor judgment going on. This guy is going to be up for parole in 14 years. I mean, by then, the kid will probably be too old for him, I suppose, with the way he's going. Whew, okay, let me calm down. Uh, the Sun also reported that Watkins gets visitors all the time, including lots of hot goth girls who were spotted holding hands and kissing him. A witness within the prison notes that Watkins acts like he doesn't have a care in the world while hanging out with fans. Another inmate's wife reported, I've been visiting for about six months. Over the course of that, he has probably had three different ladies visit him at different times regularly. They're all under 25 and all quite young. They all have the same look. They all look like goths. Hey, don't be hating on goths, lady. I've been sat next to him before and I've asked to move because I don't want to sit near him. He makes people feel very uncomfortable. He is vile. He is quite noticed in there because of who he is. Whenever I look at him, because people do, you know that he feels uncomfortable. He catches your eye and looks away. Obviously, I don't expect him to be bothered by what he has done because I don't think he has a conscience. He's just vile. He doesn't deserve to sit there laughing. It makes me so angry. Lady, it makes me angry too, okay? Literally, I am fuming right now. Ian Watkins was once again in the spotlight in 2019 when he was found in possession of a mobile phone in prison and was given an additional 10 months on top of his previous sentence. During his trial, it was revealed that Watkins hid the phone you know where, right up his bum, in his old prison wallet. The convicted musician argued that two of his fellow inmates forced him to hold the phone as a means of contacting women who sent him fan mail and asking them for money. I hope it was like a brick phone or like a bag phone or... Remember those old big giant phones? That's what I'm hoping. You know, I'm hoping it really hurts, but... Anyway, Watkins holds the jurors in that trial you would not want to mess with his fellow inmates at HM Prison, calling them mass murderers, rapists, pedophiles, serial killers, and the worst of the worst. Well, that's where you belong too, buddy. Ugh, you wouldn't want to mess. No one wants to mess with you either. Anywho, I'm going to leave you with a few comments from Detective Chief Inspector Peter Doyle, who was overseeing the Watkins case. He said that Watkins was potentially the most dangerous sex offender he had ever encountered, and it was likely that he was going to be charged with new child sex abuse allegations while behind bars. He believes there are more victims and are liaising with forces across Britain, the International Police Organization or Interpol, and the Department for Homeland Security in the U.S. South Wales detectives have traveled to the U.S. and to Germany where the band toured extensively to try to establish if Watkins committed sex crimes there. 
They continued to hunt for the singer's victims and those who helped him. He described Watkins as a committed, organized pedophile. Watkins was able to manipulate female fans, not just for sex, but until they colluded in his abuse of their own children. Since his arrest, he has shown no remorse or commented during a single police interview. Doyle's view of him as an individual is that he has shown no empathy, no sympathy, or any remorse for what he's done. It's as if he just doesn't care. He's shown no remorse at any time. In my view, that potentially makes him the most dangerous sex offender I have ever seen. Offending against children does not get any worse. We are not talking about children of any age here. We are talking about babies. I don't know what he is not capable of. He continues on to say, I think that it is likely that there will be further matters put to him and others in due course. For me, he's a committed, organized pedophile, and I believe strongly that he is offended against other children. If you or anyone you know of has been a victim of Ian Watkins, you are asked to call the NSPCC, and the phone number is 0808-800-5000 or 0800-1111 if you're a minor under 18 years old. Thank you once again for listening to This is True Crime, y'all. Uh, please rate me on any app you use. I am on all platforms, Google, Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much everywhere, Amazon Music. So please give me a like and a share. I would really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much, and I will talk to you next time.